Welcome to today's live. I hope you guys are well and um, as excited I as as I am about tonight's live. Um, obviously, it's a really good um, friend of mine, online friend, as we just discussed the other minute ago. Um, and obviously, we're coming to you this month as being um, Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month. Um, so we're talking all things MS with a mum, um, how she navigates the chronic illness and how she's obviously found ways to um, be as best mum as she can, even though she's going through her own issues. I'm literally just trying to accept a request and all that, that good stuff hope you guys are well tonight please come with your questions in the question box um thank you thank you all for joining us tonight well done is it accepted on the other one <laughs> I actually invited both. Okay, so hopefully you should all be coming. Should all be. I don't know. I've accepted. It's not. Is it not coming through to you, guys? Technical difficulties, as you know. When you want to do something, it's um. It doesn't want to work. It says that you're unable to join for some reason. Um, might just be better if you, ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's not, it's not working. <laughs> anyway, welcome, welcome. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Thank you for coming on live. So such short notice, guys. If I'm in your DMs, please respond and come <laughs> on these lives. I, there's so much work that goes behind the scenes. That I'm like trying to bring the best guests on these lives. So um, thank you, thank you for accepting my um, invite. Yeah, please introduce yourself to our um, audience. Hi, I'm Terry Louise. Um... I am the founder of Talks with MS, which is a big brother, big sister scheme for newly diagnosed, diagnosed family members of people with multiple sclerosis and other invisible di disabilities, to be fair. I actually didn't know that, that it was the talk, like it was an actual talking service, or it's just like, yes. so it's literally a community, like, it's a communication I feel like saying centre, if it's not my DMs, it's my phone or it's on Twitter, we're just continuously talking with people, talking mm. with families, um, helping people maybe get a better understanding, especially like family members, for example, that aren't 100% aware of the symptoms, maybe mm. hear the symptoms from the person that they know that has got the diagnosis, but maybe need it in a bit more of a layman's terms. Yeah. So yeah, we're a bit of an all-rounder. We do try our hardest to accommodate everyone. Amazing. So let us know a little bit about you and your story and um, where you're from, all that good stuff. So. so I am 34 years old. I've got a 12-year-old boy. He's going to be 13 in May. 
Um, I got diagnosed. Let's say that again. That's crazy. I got diagnosed in 2016 uh, with primary relapsing remitting spinal multiple sclerosis because I presented paralyzed from the waist down. Um, and yeah, it's been a journey. I'm also now a lone parent, not a single parent, because uh, the father of my child passed away in 2018. Okay. So again, it's all pieces of the puzzle that makes who I am um mm. and yeah like I'm here continuously going sometimes drowning but trying to pick my bet myself up when whenever able to to be honest with you but I love motherhood I wouldn't change it for anything oh wow that is that's I don't think I've ever met anyone that's actually like um the primary relapsing mm-hmm because me personally, I'm remitting, relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. The one that is more, more common. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's crazy because um, I guess when you go into, I don't know if you go in for like your medication, I think for the yeah. first time when I went in, you seeing everyone at different stages of the mm-hmm. illness is quite shocking and scary. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So how did you even get from standing to paralysed? Um, that is the journey in itself so I caught the flu general busybody I didn't allow myself to pause I still kind of thought that all I needed was some vitamin C at my desk and I'll be fine Mm. and my body was like okay you've had a whole year of symptoms because I um, had pins and needles in the soles of both of my feet Mm. and that was a whole year of like being misdiagnosed and um I don't want to say messing around, but yeah, kind of messing around with different um, uh, muscle relaxers just to kind of ease the pins and needles because seven years later, I still have them. Not in my right foot, but in my left foot. Um, And that in itself was a journey. And then, like I said, I caught the flu. And in catching the flu, I didn't pause. And then one day my body was like, fine, if you don't want to do it voluntarily, I'll do it for you. Um, And... Yeah, I remember wetting myself, but obviously not realising that's what had actually happened. And everything just kind of spiralled out of control from then. But prior to that, I had had MRIs um, at a hospital. And it was at a hospital and they said to me, like, if they find anything, they're going to let me know. I'll get a phone call. I had appointments cancelled. And in them cancelling appointments, I just assumed that everything was fine because... You said, if there was a problem, you let me know. You're cancelling appointments. I must be all right. And I think maybe that's why I didn't take it seriously. And yes, fine, I was in pain. Yes, fine, I had the pins and needles. But they promised me that if there was anything, they would let me know. Even without it being an appointment, someone would at least call me. And they didn't. Um, Four months went past. I had my MRI in November, signed off the December. And then by the March, caught the flu. Um, Saturday I went myself the Sunday was the mother's day and then the Monday my mum was like I didn't go to work that Monday so my mum was like okay there's definitely something wrong if you're not going to work Um, and she was just like are you in pain and I was like oh do I say yes do I say no and I was like yeah I am Um, and it was a case of all right, we're going to A&E 
and I didn't want to because I knew there was I knew there was something mm. I knew there was something and I didn't want to go um and she was like pack a bag and I was like I don't want to I don't need to I'm not staying like and literally I got dragged in that car mm-hmm. <laughs> and even when I got to A&E um it was hell because as you would expect one hospital to another hospital it's a secure email so you wouldn't think that there would be an issue trying to get my results. It took them nearly four hours. And that's because the hospital that did my initial MRI knew that they messed up and they weren't willing to transfer it over. I did finally get them. Um, mm. And at this point, like my body was shutting down. My body has started to shut down from my work myself. Like literally, it's something I've never... You know when there's some there's things that you don't necessarily know how to put in words? It was yeah. that. Because I was just like, okay, huh? <laughs> like, how? I was Almost 20... like you could you were standing and you could see yes. yourself. Like, you didn't feel like it was happening to you. 100%. 100%. Mm. And it was crazy. But, mm. yeah, by by the Tuesday, um, I was diagnosed and couldn't really feel much and as much as my book is called Paralysis to Heals, sometimes people don't realise there's so many different types of paralysis. So in hindsight, yeah, fine. I may have, well, no, my walking was not great. It was actually quite crap. But um, I couldn't feel anything. Mm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, when you're, you put your foot in a pair of shoes and your soul grips the pair of shoes and it is what allows the shoes to stay on if you've got on like loafers, for example. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> that. That did not work at all. It was it was a journey. It's been a journey, but I'm back in heels. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Um, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. I think it's so. I don't know. I I'm gonna try and go off a little bit because yeah. I don't feel like my story. If I said, "Oh, this is what's happened to me," I don't feel like it's that deep. I know, like I don't want to belittle my own self, but right because you know, it's you know, deep because like, it's yours. There's levels of the story. Every, like, and I hear people who actually explain their story or, yeah. you know, how, how they found out. It was, you know, I went blind in one eye or my legs got working or this. And I'm like, that didn't happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that didn't happen to me. Um, so it almost makes me feel like, not say a, can I say a fraud? Does it make me feel no. like a fraud? Yeah, it makes no, me feel no, like no, a fraud. No, no. But um, obviously, you see my MRI, you'll be like, yeah, no. There's lots, there. there's, lots, there's lots of black spots there <laughs> but um no it's really good that you um have been so open with your story and you know a lot of people can necessarily relate mm-hmm. if they have gone through um any kind of you know struggle with getting diagnosed even for, with an illness mm-hmm. um it's crazy how many times you have to go back Yes. again and again to actually get someone to say this is what it is mm-hmm. but I think even once I started reading the symptoms I find that a lot of things cross over like literally one pins and needles can mean 10 20 different <laughs> things so many different <laughs> things and it's like huh? do I have that do I have Parkinson's what yeah like, yeah 100% yeah I was like, I I have a trapped nerve, must have a brain tumour by now, because what is this? Like, the nerve is just not nerve, it's not coming back. Yeah, it's not nerve in how you need them to nerve. (laughs) (laughs) Something wrong with my nerves, like, literally, that's why I just kept going back. I was like, something's wrong with my nerves. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong with my nerves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think even 
in my case, my neurologist was like surprised that it came back and it was right in like the um, midst of COVID. Okay. So I, I wouldn't have probably even expected it. It's good that whole no news, good news kind mm-hmm. of like mantle that as well because I had my scan in March just yeah. before lockdown mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get results back till June. Oh, okay. Um, and it was just a random phone call. As you mm-hmm. said, like someone will call you back if there is something. A random mm-hmm. phone call one day and he was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. It took so long. I got pulled on covid so what's that okay she got around to it she got around to it i've just been living my life um but yeah no it's 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 a scary in that paralysis Mm -hmm. it's also the morning that you have to go through i don't know if you had that experience of mourning that life that you thought about almost like grieving your old self yeah yeah, your your old self definitely more than that. So, the paralysis of not even knowing whether like you're stuck in that sick body, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, um, and not knowing how you're even going to move forward. Especially obviously in your case, how long mm-hmm. were you in hospital for? I was in hospital for just under two weeks, and right. then when I came home, it was literally like starting from scratch. Because by that point, with obviously my body shutting down, this hand is still very silly. And if I want to pick up a glass, for example, I have to make sure I'm looking at the hand to make sure it's doing what I need it to do and not what my brain's telling it to do. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. the two don't really go well together. Um, But yeah, I had to teach myself to basically walk again. Like running trainers saved me. I went to a wedding in running trainers and I did not care. Um, I had to teach myself how to tap my laces again, how to pull up a zip, um, even how to do my buttons. And yeah, it was just a journey, but I did it. <laughs> That's amazing. So how did you navigate motherhood alongside relearning how to be like a functional adult? Um, sometimes I didn't, honestly. Uh, he stayed with his dad a lot. And even when he was at home, because I was with my parents, um, my mum kind of took on the majority of the mum role because there was very little I could do. Like, I lost a lot of my independence. Um, I couldn't drive. So even normal stuff like me taking him to school or me just taking him, like, to the park or just taking him to the cinema, someone always had to be with us because, first of all, I could either not risk walking outside by myself because... That's a bit embarrassing. And the next thing I just topple over. Or um, I couldn't drive. So it was... Sorry. It was different. Like everyone can hear my husband in the background, <laughs> isn't it? Jeffrey! <laughs> Every week, guys! <laughs> <laughs> At least this time's not the back way. Uh, <laughs> continue, <laughs> as you were saying. Yeah, so I, I, it was different. I lost a lot of my independence. Like I said, I, some, I, it's almost like I had a chauffeur. And I didn't really like it because I am that get up and go person. Like, mm. I, I like to do what I'm doing when I'm doing it on my own time mm. and not have to wait around for people or even ask people for help because I still struggle with that, even with everything that's going on. Um, mm. But then outside of that, everything just 
I don't want to say it fell into place because it wasn't always easy. And when he first found out, he was about six mm. and his behaviour shifted a bit. Mm. And I was like, hold on a minute. And I remember one time he was so cheeky to my mum. And it's almost like I felt like I was flying because I don't know how I got down those stairs. And I was just mm. like, listen, you can't be doing that because grandma right now is helping mummy out in such a big way there can't be any cheek, not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it won't be accepted. But um, mm-hmm. now, when I look when I look in terms of then to now, it's completely different. Like, he, he knows. He's fully aware. And I feel like even on my page, a lot of the things that I do write are very simplified because I need him to be able to look at it and be like, okay, cool. So mm-hmm. if mum says that she's got a bit of brain fog, this is what she means without mm. him having to look at it and try to translate it. So that's mm. what a lot of my posts, that's why a lot of my posts are very, very simple. Yeah. Cause it's, everybody needs to be able to look at it and be like, okay, cool. I understand this a bit. Even if I don't understand it, I can understand it a little bit more. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So how is he now? Like obviously he's, older kind of man of the house at the moment so how is he navigating that he's very good he's still like very very good he's very empathetic as well and he's come from a place of understanding because so my brother has ms as well Mm. um and my brother became paralyzed from the neck down when i think johnny might have been about two or three Mm. so he's used to being around somebody that isn't able to do for themselves. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's where some of my fight even came from because I was like, okay, cool. From a young age, he's had to see his uncle be in the bed. Um, I don't want to frighten him and make him think that that could possibly be mummy too. Mm. So for me, that's 100% where a lot of my fight has come from, just trying to make sure that even at the age that he is now, just trying to continuously reassure him that, is is not there. Like these things do happen, yes, and sometimes they are definitely unavoidable. However, I will hundred percent try my hardest just to continue fighting if for nobody but him, if that mm. makes sense. But yeah. Definitely makes sense, definitely. Um it is that's especially obviously now he can start Googling stuff and yep. reading other stuff and listening to other people's stories and it is um I think even when I was first diagnosed, all I thought was, I'm going to be in a wheelchair, I'm going to be in a wheelchair. Uh, Like, that was, that's all I I personally knew of the illness um, in terms of what I see or what, what, you know, I I watched, what's it? Uh, I watched Grey's Anatomy, um, Holby City, like, those are are my kind of shows. So when you see multiple sclerosis on that show, that person's on their deathbed, that person's, you know, lost will to live. (laughs) Hollyoaks really angered me with their storyline. Like, I was so happy that the soaps were um, putting MS to the forefront. And then Hollyoaks, when they done the suicide one, I was like, yes, 100%. It is like a mindset, and you have to go in it thinking sometimes it's Yes, it's a life sentence, but it's not a death sentence. And I do understand that some people don't necessarily have that strong will, but gosh, like, there's other sides to MS. Yeah. Like, yes, it can get you down bad, but at the same time, you still have to be grateful for the life you have because it yeah. could still be so much worse. Yeah. 
definitely, definitely. As I said, every time I think I'm getting, like, come, say come to terms with it, but, like, feeling, like, okay with it, mm-hmm. especially as my disability isn't um, high. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not visible. Yeah, yeah, it's not visible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can measure it in measure it levels, <laughs> but I'm at a level one right now. Um, That's how you're staying... <laughs> we don't want it to get any higher. Amen. <laughs> to be fair, when like you, when the doctor tells you like, oh, what kind of medication you want to go on, yeah, and you obviously have that chance to go through all of them, all the different like levels mm-hmm. of strength. There's mm-hmm. a lot that has gone into research in terms mm-hmm. of medication, and you think so. For me, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Um, let me just go on like the thirty percent one. Like I'm fine, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. She she literally was like, yeah, no, we're not. You're not doing that. You have got to go on the strongest one. Sorry, I'm thinking. What do you know that I don't know? <laughs> you know? So um, that a bit can be scary. Thinking that yeah. maybe I'm worse than I think I am. So mm-hmm. she's like, I mean, but I think it's just you just want to tackle it straight on head yeah. on first. Um, someone said, what were your symptoms? So I had pins at the time. I had pins and needles mm-hmm. in my left foot bottom, and because obviously my body was entering a phase of paralysis and was slowly shutting down, my left side was numb, like hand numb, arm numb, um, like even my fingertips couldn't couldn't feel anything. Mm. Um, and I had a really, and I still have the pain in my knee, which has now been diagnosed as something else, which is even crazy. Um, but yeah, I had a really crazy pain. It felt like my kneecap was trying to push through my skin, and it was awful. What? It That's was crazy. awful. It's a fact. I can't, I can't even imagine the sensation. <sighs> it was yeah, it wasn't nice. It's still not nice. And when it gets a bit colder outside than normal, I have to mm. draw for the heated blanket. Because yeah. that's the only thing that keeps me going, boy, the heated blanket. Wow. Um, similar to you, mine was pins and needles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, pins and needles for my right foot. Um, I also had, like, a weird pain, as if, like, you'd been in the gym and you'd, like, popped out your hip socket kind of thing. Um, but I hadn't been in the gym, so it was really <laughs> weird. And then... <laughs> and then um, you did in your head, it's fine. Yeah, that, <laughs> Listen, the, 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 the memories of being in the gym and then remembering that I did actually go mm-hmm. so often. But um, <laughs> that happened. Then what happened after that? Then the, the pins and needles radiated up into like my arm mm-hmm. and then up to my fingertips. And I still have that like till today, like think, yeah. um, um, t- pins and needles in my fingertips. Yeah. And then um, I had that's lehemetis i can never yeah. say it yes that one yeah. where basically whenever you put your head down you get an mm-hmm. electric shock down your spine yep um before that i mm-hmm. had a clinically isolated symptom clinically isolated something i can't remember what the word but basically <laughs> i fell down i thought i was having a seizure and i wasn't it was just a thing that basically my nerves just like shot off I can't remember oh. what it's called. um so I fell down so that was what yeah. kind of pushed me to go no that didn't actually push me I think once I started having the electric shocks down yeah. my spine that's when the doctor said oh yeah okay you can go see the neurologist now mm-hmm. so when I went to the neurologist he was like well you're fine 
you know, you do all the finger nose, finger nose. What is that, please? Like... <laughs> no, I'm okay. I think it's for your balance. <laughs> it's for your balance. And they're like the hot and cold. Um, so the, I can't remember what the name is, but there's, there's particular... Yeah. Um, like a little neurology examination, like a examinations that they do. Yes, yeah, when you go to them, um, and he was like, he was quite positive about it, and I was positive about it. I was like, yeah, it's just a trapped nerve, like something 100%. wrong with my nerves, definitely. And then he was like, okay, let's do an MRI. So December, I didn't get an MRI till March, mm-hmm. and then I got the diagnosis in June. And then I started medication in August, so mm-hmm. very quick. Yeah. Um, and I've been on Tysabri, which is that weekly, um, monthly, monthly infusion, yeah. um, for about a year now. How are you finding it? Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's all right. It's, um, they're doing the trials for the injection. Yeah. So you'd have to still go in and get the injection. Yeah, you just don't stay like as long. 30, yeah, 30-minute wait or something like mm-hmm. that, which is cool, rather than the two hours at the moment. Yeah, I am um, six years in May. Six years. How are you finding it? I then? love it. <laughs> what? That is my Hulk juice, okay? That is it. amazing. Yeah, because I got diagnosed in the March and they started me in the May. Like, there was no delays. They couldn't, like yourself, like, they genuinely couldn't risk delaying it and then our bodies fighting each other. It just didn't yeah. make sense. So, yeah, I do. I do like my Tyson, but it doesn't necessarily work for everybody but yeah it's done what i need it to do in it it has yeah so yeah. Okay, i just i don't feel like i've had anything the only re- the only time i had something so far mm-hmm. is when i had the covid jab the covid jab didn't really oh, yeah. agree i think yeah. i said it in our little group yeah like yeah, I yeah. Had, yeah i had that really weird finger twitch and um like a swollen lymph yeah, yeah. My, yeah thinking that i had another i thought I, again it's so um another thing that people don't know that when you are diagnosed with one chronic illness it is quite likely that you may be diagnosed with another mm-hmm. um i feel like you're quite you're higher risk of getting another one yeah, isn't yeah, it so yeah, i was thinking oh my god it's leukemia oh my god like you know you went to go yeah. and google stuff <laughs> i went to go and google stuff and yeah don't try not to google stuff it's not your friend um but you should, but you shouldn't. <laughs> I started doing that when I was first diagnosed and I was like, oh my gosh, my arm is hurting. And he was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Stop thinking about it. The more you think about your arm hurting, the more it's, it's going to hurt. So, um, there is that psychological um, pain that mm-hmm. comes from reading all the symptoms and all the things that you could go through and all the things that this person went through and... Um, you almost self-inflict yourself uh but it's been it's been an all right journey it's Mm -hmm. it's nice to find your tribe as well online i think anyone with a chronic illness should always find their tribe online um obviously just in terms of finding people on social media Mm -hmm. linking up with you and a couple others it's just Mm -hmm. been a little bit helpful when there is something and i'm like oh what should i do yeah. I could pick up um, and just talk to someone. Literally which that. Is great. Um, if anyone has any questions, just pop them in the question box or, you know, just in the comments or whatever. Um, online communities are life. They are. They Definitely are. are. The only thing for me was it was hard to see other people that looked like me. 
I think a lot of the ones on Facebook are, as we've spoken before, <laughs> old white people. Um, the misrep, the underrepresentation, not misrepresentation, the underrepresentation, and yeah. that's on a lot of my posts, even on my personal page, it include me. Period. Not because I'm black, not because you're white, but just include me because we're fighting the similar battles. So why is there not more people that look like me? But we're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get there. Someone said, what are some of the mis um, biggest min misconceptions about MS? Um, that you can't live your life. That you're literally always going to be, oh, my God, I don't feel well. Oh, my God, I'm sick. No. Mm -hmm. Like... It all sometimes, especially hearing that it's incurable, it can make you feel like you don't have a social life. Like there's nobody um, that even wants to be around you. Like I, hundred percent lost friends, but mm. the ones that stayed and they see me now, they're like, oh okay, yeah, it's on paper, but that's not you. Like MS doesn't define you. So that is mm. definitely one of the bigger misconceptions that MS or any disease can define you as a person, and it really doesn't. Um, number one thing for self-care, nails, feet, lashes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go without them. <laughs> but yeah, just, just me time, like pamper time and making myself, even though it's only on the outwards, but making myself look a bit more presentable sometimes. I'm like, all right, tell, we could do this, we've got this. But when the infill needs infilling, then it's like, all oh, tell, so we are. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I'm just actually giving myself rest. Huh? I think sometimes, going on to that next question as well, sometimes mm -hmm. I forget, I forget. I be doing the most. Yes, <laughs> I need to sit down. Yeah. Um. So just literally saying, do you know what? I actually don't have enough energy to do this one today, and not feel guilty about it. I don't know if you ever feel guilty, like in terms of mum guilt, not being able to maybe take your son here, take your son there. Um. Especially obviously when you physically couldn't. When you yeah. Sometimes I did, but then at the same time, I feel like in the beginning I was on some. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better. I'm doing this because I'm going to get better. Whereas mm. now, I want to say I rest, but I'll be lying to you. Because obviously, like yourself, we do mum life, we do home life, and we do full-time work life. So it's, we don't always find the time other than, I think at maximum, I get about five to six hours sleep at night. That's when I rest. Mm. But I've got a day off tomorrow. So that's good, like the first one for the whole year. <laughs> had an accidental day off today so i don't know what i am gonna say for next week because again this whole brain fog memory yeah. loss section i thought i had uni today oh. um proper like proud yeah i've got uni got uni got uni they said it in the group oh we've got uni tomorrow i said yeah and then everyone else said now nah, it's next week i said what so I don't know where I thought I saw this date, but you know, I was so adamant that it was today. Um, so now I have to think of a life for next week because obviously I have to change uh, my day. Um, going back to, going back to, um, do you? Do you at any point feel like it's because it isn't invisible that people forget that you've got MS? Um, going back to that question. Yeah. 
even my mum forgets sometimes. Like, mm. honestly, she's my mum. Like, and I think some, because I don't necessarily dwell on it as well, it's so funny. Only recently I posted a few stuff on LinkedIn and that's where, um, like, my work colleagues are. And they were like, huh, you've got what? I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't talk about it. Just leave it alone, okay? <laughs> if I email you talking about some sort of fundraiser, just donate. But yeah. we're not going to talk about anything else. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But a lot of them were so confused because they're like, but tell, like, when we was in the office, like, you'll be in the office day in, day out. How? Yeah, it just happened. And yeah. that's the end of that. And, yeah, 100%, because it's not as visible as maybe the next person's, people do sometimes forget they really do i don't mind it because i don't like to be wrapped in cotton wool anyway yeah i get you definitely um someone said i'm 31 with ms two years diagnosed with a two-year-old son it's hard i wonder if you feel like your pregnancy triggered your ms um because i feel like mine did i feel like the trauma did i had an infection when um i was like in labor Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had sepsis during labour, so I feel like all that trauma on my body, yeah, maybe could have like rearranged my um, immune system because mm. they obviously have realised that a virus, that EV virus, can give it, can give MS or whatever like that. So maybe I don't know. I've had two other people that said it was kind of like after they gave birth, then they had the symptoms. So I wonder if there could be a connection that way. I don't know, because my boy was six. So that was a little while after. But No, I mean in terms of the one that she said that she was diagnosed oh, with to, to. Yeah, with this two-year-old. Oh, oh, oh. Because I think my children were just had kind of one when I mm-hmm. first had my first symptoms. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know whether it could be. My aunt was after birth at at 40 years old. Yeah, because the pain is traumatic. And obviously, like you said, your your body does go through trauma. And that's like some of the worst pain ever to experience as Mm -hmm. a human being. Because I know men wouldn't be able to do it. But but it could be. I think everyone's different because then at the same time, if that's the case with us as women, well, not everybody, some people as women, like, how is it for the men? Like, what, what triggers, triggers it? Yeah. 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 Obviously, yeah, this, they haven't, again, guys, this, does, this doesn't have a thing where, you know, you can avoid it. It just mm-hmm. kind of happens. It is a change in your immune system. Yeah. Um, no one really pin, no one's really pinpointed like what can cause it. Um, I'm just speculating because they have said that like infection can cause mm-hmm. it. Um, obviously you had the flu that yeah. could have spiraled it out of control kind of thing. Um, there are that kind of there is that research out there, so that's why I just kind of put two into. But do you know what's so crazy? So my first symptom was actually the morning after a crazy argument. Mm. And I was, other than that, I was fine. But I literally woke up with pins and needles. And you know, pins and needles last for like maximum 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, now I'm still waiting for them to go. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, because the flu is obviously what completely pushed me over the yeah. edge. But yeah. the initial symptom, I don't know. No. No, no one will ever know. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) hopefully obviously with all the trials that they're doing and stuff there would be further research I think even Mm -hmm. from when you were diagnosed to now Mm -hmm. there's been so much like um advancement in like medication and stuff like that so obviously the work is being done behind Mm -hmm. the scenes but it's just um a long way we finally got there for HIV so you know um yeah so in terms of family your Mm -hmm. brother has Mm -hmm. already been diagnosed with this illness um how did your family take it for you um i honestly didn't really give them much choice because when my brother was diagnosed like my my dad's a pastor my mom's an evangelist so there was a big old prayer meeting and i feel like that in itself for me was traumatic because Mm. it's like in a circle that like, done little prayer and whatever and then my parents said it and I was just like there was just emotions flying from all different directions mm. whereas when it came to me albeit what six seven years later I, I didn't even want to tell anybody but mm. my mum was like you kind of have to so people knew if they were around me and I told them there was no crying go out, even my mum she had to go outside my dad he had to do his little cry before he came up to see me and mm. um, People cried when I told them over the phone and it was almost like a domino effect because when they cried, I cried and I was like, all right, guys, come on, stop crying. But outside of that, it was just, all right, fine, you know now, business as usual, like, we've got stuff to do, get that. I didn't really dwell for too long, Mm. honestly. And I think maybe because I found peace with my um, diagnosis near enough straight away because of how long I had had my symptoms and how long I'd been misdiagnosed. Mm. So I was just like, well, like finally, yeah, the answer. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was like, all right, cool, we're here now. What next, kind of thing? I was, I was just ready to kind of get cracking with my new normal. Yeah, is it genetic? Um, apparently, well, Google says it's not, but we are currently working on that. Um, I know a lot of people, even because I've also got other family members. I've got a set of cousins with it. Mm-hmm. Um, brother and sister um, and a lot of people that I've spoken to they've either got a mum or um, they've got a family member down the line so right now Google says it's not but that will change soon because it needs to stop dying to people yeah <laughs> I think I read another one where it was like there was a small percentage that could be mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like classes you know like uh, what's the other one like breast cancer you know obviously you yeah, can yeah, carry yeah. a gene for it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff yeah I think because they haven't figured that part out of it they'll just say no yes exactly that um, yeah. but there's so much like most things there's so much more research into it now and statistics mm-hmm. are changing all the time like literally all the time yeah. um, so hopefully one day we'll get there <laughs> yeah definitely definitely how did your spouse take it at the time? Um, it was interesting. So I was more dating at the time. And um, I think because I had kind of spoken to them about some of the symptoms, when it landed with me, complete, like being in hospital, hospital, it was like, oh, 
okay, cool. Like, do you need anything? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> but um, they still came and saw me and whatever. And we did date for a good little while afterwards. And then I was just like, all right, I'm back to me now. You can, you can, kind of you can go. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I weren't feeling you in the first place, but because I was bored, I needed someone to talk to. We see. What we see. Was. <laughs> That's really good. I think, again, like for me, it's not a thing where I talk about it too much. So if it is, if I am going through things, like say if, oh, my arm is hurting today, it's not yeah. something that I would necessarily say because obviously my husband's there all the time. So it's yeah. like, Every day I'm telling you something telling. I think he I feel like he gets tired of it. So I'd rather not. <laughs> and then when like when it gets to the point where, okay, no, this is this is the actual problem. I'm going to hospital, I'm going to doctor, yeah. then I'll say it. Um, because really and truly I feel like something hurts every day. Literally. Something hurts every day. So I can't tell you half the time. But just hopefully all we really need is support mm-hmm. what you really need is that person to just check in that you are okay and yeah. just say oh do you know what the other day i um wanted to order some dessert and mm-hmm. delivery was telling me like 15 pounds for like creams mm-hmm. like, no, i'm not doing that <laughs> so i had like some i had a little mini, mini bottle of wine and i had some crackers and some uh-huh. cheese i was like i'm gonna have grown ass you know dessert yeah could i open the bottle of wine annoying this has never happened to me ever. Like this is the first time that I felt uh-huh. I couldn't like like something. my disability was affecting me because it's mm-hmm. my right arm and obviously I'm right-handed, so obviously mm-hmm. I'm trying to like and it's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time. And I was like by myself then, and I was like, oh my god, this thing is so really, <laughs> really there. It's really there. Who sent you? Yeah, yeah, and eventually, after a lot of you know, stopping and starting and stopping mm-hmm. and starting, it did actually open. But that it, perseverance, though, you wanted that wine, baby. I needed it. I needed it. at this point. I was like, you can't, you cannot defeat me. My God is my God is bigger. Drink your wine, but yeah, it's fine. I drink Hennessy. It's not. A Can't lie. The wine gave me a headache after. Really? That's another thing alongside being diagnosed with MS, I was also okay. diagnosed with uh, chronic migraines. Because at the time, okay. I was getting re- like proper migraines. Like, it would be two hours, three days, two hours here, mm-hmm. four days here. Like, it just wasn't making sense. And the neurologist was like, oh, it's not really, it's not really related to migraines. Because- it's not really related to MS because the way your head hurts from migraine... Mm-hmm. It's not the same part of the brain or something How like that. I said, know? really? How would they know? I Just said, really? <laughs> I said, if I said, so, if I start on medication, will the migraines go? He's yeah. like, no, not necessarily, but it could. But mm-hmm. again, all these things, I cannot lie, they are all like on top of each other. You can't. Mm-hmm tell something apart i don't know how they do it so if your doctor is googling during mm-hmm. your consultation like don't be mad at him because there's a lot of things <laughs> that cross over yeah you need to double check um yeah so being diagnosed with that the chronic migraines so that just gives me like just take more medication and all that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. those have subsided i think i mm-hmm. still get them but it's usually like around like my time in the month and things mm-hmm. like that um is there any symptom that you get that 
you were kind of unsure of like what is this or you know you weren't really it's a weird symptom like someone wouldn't really expect that that happens oh yeah so um i have really bad chronic fatigue however i also suffer with insomnia so you're so tired but you can't sleep you know how stupid that is <laughs> like it is so wild and it doesn't even make sense and on the very little sleep that i do get i function like i've had a full seven to ten hours and everyone's yeah. like hell and but i think it's because i'm so used to it now and it's not the healthiest but literally when I say chronic fatigue like when um, we first went into lockdown and I was working from home I hated the fact that all I had to do was look at the pillow and I'd fall asleep Mm. I hated it but then I'd wake up and I would be so sore and I think that was the only thing that has now stopped me from scheduling naps in between meetings because I wake up in so much pain Mm. but um, yeah so before when you sleep too much, mm-hmm. um, your body hurts. Hundred percent. It's like my body doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. But then I am still so tired. Yeah. I get, Are there I get any that. natural remedies, or is it just medication? Natural remedies for what? For the MS or for the migraines? Yeah, or for the pain in general. Also, yeah, for the pain in general. Um, for the MS, there are a few speculations. I don't know if you've tried any of the special diets that have been recommended. Um, initially, when I first got diagnosed, I I did do the clean eating. Um, I tried to do the clean eating, let me say. And then little things popped up. So, like, all of a sudden, I'm now allergic to apples. And apparently, what my neurologist says, the pain is similar to a small heart attack. And it's because there's an acid in the apple that triggers the muscle, a nerve in our heart, and it just kind of just, for a second. Wow. So, at this point, I'm just like, I will eat something, and if it gives me an MS hug, I'm not touching it again. Mm. Because those hugs, they're awful. It literally feels like a gripping at the side. Explain that, yeah, explain what an MS hug is. So, an MS hug literally feels like someone's holding your ribcage really tightly. And trying to walk upstairs, shortness of breath, trying to walk downstairs, shortness of breath. And it's painful and it feels so heavy. Um, Stress can bring it on, food can bring it on. Um, Yeah, just sometimes not even really being in this right headspace. So yeah, that could also boil down to stress. That can bring it on. I did try acupuncture. I don't know how natural. Well, yeah, I tried acupuncture um, to kind of get blood flowing again in my right arm left arm sorry um it wasn't great but i tried it um i don't know what else i can really say on here but there are there are other herbs that like i've i've boiled down some people roll them in rizla i've made teas out of them before (laughs) and that's definitely helped with the pain because that in itself is a muscle relaxer but not crazy stuff like more so like a high grade because you can actually boil that down squeeze a lemon in it and that is a really good hot drink but i like herbal tea anyway so that's just normal um but outside of that no i think because obviously my brother when he was diagnosed and i always reflect back on him because i watched his journey before even going on my own um he didn't take any medication at all because he was just so stuck on his faith 
and 12 years ago things were so different and even their approach to people that are newly diagnosed and their approach to um, how they even put forward the medications were different so it was a case of where he was just like listen I don't want the medication I'm stuck on my faith there'll, there'll be other methods and he did go to like a lot of um, he done uh, what's it called like a raw food diet mm-hmm. and he lost so much weight so quickly it sent his body into shock so I'm not really here for everything. I, I personally feel like do what works for you because what might work for Bob don't work for Tom and then you're just in a bit of a rut. So you have to find what works for you in this journey. That's really yeah. the only thing I could say. Yeah, find what works for you. Yeah. I'm a medication believer, so stick me with whatever you need to stick me with. <laughs> I'm not going to try and fail. It's like, what's it? Exclusively breastfeeding for contraception. Listen, one little slip up. <laughs> Oopsie. It's not going to work again, you know? Baby shower. Well, I need something <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming to do it exclusively breastfeeding. Nah. Well, this is it. I and the something. thing, yeah, and for me, choosing the medication was also to allow my body to rest as well. Because it was fighting itself continuously with the amount of relapses I was having in such a short space of time. So I needed mm-hmm. to give my body the choice to be like, okay, cool. I don't need to fight. I can stop fighting for a minute. Like, and then mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't repair the damage that's already done, but it gives me the opportunity to at least try to, you know, fix some stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it means mm-hmm. just being able to go to the gym, whereas if I wasn't on medication, who knows? might not been able to and i know that's bad because you don't want to be solely reliant on it but it's life and people actually like i had family members on some just pray and i'm like 100 percent. however <laughs> i also have to be mindful as well and sometimes a bit of wisdom helps that's it and god didn't god didn't make the, the people who have the knowledge to make the medication for no reason you know I like that as well. We need to mix and blend. Like, I am definitely praying. I'm, I'm praying for long life, praying for mm-hmm. full life, praying for, you know, this level one disability forever. You know what I mean? Like, those are the kind of things. I'm not praying for them to wake up one day and the MRI is clean. It's, it's, it's a bit, yeah, you know, it's, it's happen, but it's not, it's not the, it's not my forefront mm-hmm. prayer, you know. Um, Someone said, have you ever had pains in your hip as symptoms? No, I don't believe so. I've had pain in my hip. Um, that was obviously when I felt like I'd gone to the gym in my dream. I was working on the shop floor and I literally was limping. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, again, I was... I worked in luxury bags, so trying to like reach for the bag at the top, it just wasn't happening mm-hmm. anymore. It was literally my whole right, right side was just like, yeah, no. Um, I was like, ah, I didn't go anywhere, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was part of my um, part of my symptoms. But um, again, with this, like as obviously Terry's already told us, like her symptoms completely different. Like you know, I've had another woman; she was walking and she kept going left into the road she didn't understand she started walking straight again going left into the road mm-hmm. like just losing her balance, balance. together yeah um and that that's that could be quite scary as well so you could never really pinpoint um 
how is um the outlook on life now like in terms of with your son um just health wise how how are you feeling now um my son he's doing really good he's a really good boy he's going to be a teenager soon i pray that it stays this way because <laughs> i'm not ready for anything else um health wise i was quite bad in december but i'm on an upward slope and i intend to stay there by any means possible mm. um and yeah career's thriving thank god um this year i want to just push my charity as much as possible i've been researching for nearly 11 years and I've always been that background person. So you'll see, see me in someone's DMs talking about something, then posting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of need to find a balance in doing both. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think for this year, I'm, I'm just pushing this charity and um, hopefully educating one more person into this wacky world of MS. <laughs> yeah. Is there any gadgets that you use to make your life um, easier during the day? So I've got, um, so in the kitchen, for example, I've got a set of knives. And when my left hand is quite bad, they've got a particular grip on them. Like they're very sensory and they help. They helped me a lot. Um, but outside of that, that and my heated blanket, I think that's it. Yeah, that and my heated blanket. I try to adapt everything to how I need it to be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out and be like, okay, cool, now I'm disabled, I need this, and now I'm disabled, I need that. I was like, no. Um, we're still going to try it, and obviously if you can't, fine, try something else. So like for yes. a long time, I had like plastic um, plates and cups. They looked bad, but TikTok, yeah, TikTok for jokes. <laughs> I've got an issue with following animals whose um owners like make tiktoks for them and i think maybe it's because i've got a cat and i treat my cat like my child <laughs> so funny he's so funny <laughs> so if you want to know what i'm doing at three o'clock in the morning i'm on tiktok <laughs> but, um, but yeah um i had like plastic stuff for a good little while and then i was just like nartel because then that just shows the the MS that oh I, I defeated you in this mm. no yeah not doing it it's definitely like I said it's a mindset thing um I had to get my mind around it but day by day <laughs> we're still pushing through and trying to make it be what it is because like I said it is a life sentence yes because right now it's incurable but it's not yeah. a death sentence yeah yeah so it does get hard like. We're, we're humans everything is hard sometimes but it's just how you come out of it yeah definitely and i think for me it was the shock of being diagnosed to so young mm-hmm. and again the mindset of thinking that it's an old people's disease yeah or an older person's disease or you know what i mean like but it is quite common amongst yeah. our age bracket 100%. um between like the 20s and like 40 like early that mm-hmm. like yeah late 30s mm-hmm. um you know they are kind of quite prominent in terms of being diagnosed um which i never knew and i think that kind of just puts everything into perspective like you yeah. just need to live life 100%. because if you're getting diagnosed early on boy you ain't lived life yet <laughs> there's still so much to do mm. So, like, talking about pins and needles, like, my leg is dead now, sitting down for so long. 
<laughs> I was starting to move. You guys can hear the chair speaking. It's like every time around this time, it's like I've been sitting for too long. And I find it um, so annoying. It stops little things like going to the toilet. Like I hate going to the toilet because I know I'm going to be sitting down and my leg is mm-hmm. going to die and I'm going to be limping out of the toilet. The leg is dead. It's annoying. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Do you ever talk to your mate? No. Do you? Do you know sometimes, especially in December, I was like, are you all right? Like, do you not realise I've got things to do? Like, why are you there? But yeah, that's my crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I have to start doing that. To be fair, when I couldn't open the wine bottle, I was like, nah, like, this bitty, you're actually a liar. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean I can't open a common bottle and there's no one around? Like, you know, usually you'd just be like, oh, yeah, I'll pass it to someone else. Like, yeah, it's no yeah. biggie. But this one, I thought, I have to open it. This is what was making me think. And maybe I need to go and get that little gadget, you know, the gadget where you can But then put you on have to it. still use the gadget. Auto- yeah, automatically twist it or whatever. Oh. Something because I'm tired. The way my arm was hurting after, once I actually did open it, it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, that, that whole um, acting... Mm-hmm strong mm-hmm. um how does that play like a role in your life in terms of with your child like do you feel like you put on an act or do you just you're you could just be real with him at this age um sometimes thank god for the playstation because he's not paying me too too much attention unless i call for him anyway <laughs> um so there is that but in terms of like the acting and being, I feel like the word strong gives me PTSD anyway, because it's almost like, you know, if if you post a picture and you're smiling, oh my God, you're so strong. Hun, no, you don't know what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite real with it. Um, my friends know that if I go quiet, it's because I'm going through some stuff, whether it be mm-hmm. MS or life. Um, and I just don't want to burden them. But outside of that, like, I just ha- kind of roll with the punches because life is just so unpredictable with or without this disease anyway. Yeah. So, and I've been through some stuff. So the worst strength, I'm like, please don't. I'm just here. I'm just being. Like, I'm present. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just how it is for me. So, like I said, with him, thank God for PlayStation and his little cronies but outside of that i just kind of get on if i feel the need to crack trust me i will crack i'll be like i can't do this Mm. um but then it's how you bring yourself out of that dark hole sometimes as well because that's where the strength is yeah have you felt any um effects on your mental health um obviously going through all of this going through everything else alongside as well like life and the balance and act of it all I think the life side, 100%. Mm. But then I had to dig deep into just being grateful. And even if it seemed as though there was nothing to be grateful for, finding something. So cool. My legs hurting me today, for example, but I still have a leg. And when that pain subsides, my leg will be all right. So like almost like a diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, fine. My son's dad passed away. However... We gave him an amazing set of godfathers that are now able to be that example that he needs them to be, to be those role models for him. 
Yeah. So it's just gratitude, honestly. Yeah. Gratitude is the only thing that really does get me through. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's a really key um, point for someone to take away today. Like, just be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, it might feel like a lot, but it's almost that thing where it could be worse. Someone else is going through 100%. 10 times where, yeah, but you don't want to like make your situation, yeah, yeah, little, yeah. you know, but just be grateful for the fact that you've got this situation like mm-hmm. this, package like this, 100%. even though, you know, it might be the worst thing ever. I just said, there's a light at the end of every tunnel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, any other questions? Just navigate in your appointments how do you do you go to the hospital often you know how does that work with your son is well i guess he's big now so he doesn't really need you to like hold his hand (laughs) yeah so i'm there every 28 days for my medication as are you um Mm -hmm. and it's about an hour away okay so now that obviously with this whole lockdown i haven't gone on public transport at all i've been driving or taking the cab um and i'm Round about this time of the year, when it's my MSversary time, um, I do have a lot more appointments. A hell of a lot more appointments. Like, my specialist is very, very hands-on. My neurologist, sorry, very, very hands-on. She's literally like my gypsy mum. So we do have um, a lot of appointments. And obviously, I've got appointments for my knees um, and MRIs and stuff. So it can get busy, but... It's all about having a village because I know at the drop of a hat, I could call mum, I could call dad, I could call godparent or cousin or whoever. Like, I need you to be with Johnny or I need Johnny to come round. And it's very rare that anyone says no. Um, or they'll find a way. And it definitely helps. Like, having a village when you're going through something like this is definitely important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just don't feel like I'm not, maybe I should, maybe I need to talk about it a bit more because I don't feel like the village in my life have really yeah. acknowledged that this isn't, this is a, a problem or a this thing. is an issue that I, yeah, it's a thing, it's an issue that I go through. Um, but again, I, I don't talk about it, I'd be mm-hmm. in this pain or I, I feel this way, but I won't mm-hmm. necessarily talk about it. Um, so yeah, it is, it is a weird one have an invisible disability. How did your friends take it, for example? Uh, I only really told a handful. Mm-hmm. I think there was a time... I did, like, put on Insta or something, like, a year later. Mm-hmm. And everyone was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't even know, you know. Um, it's this whole superwoman mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, yeah, you're so strong. Doing <laughs> 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 do so much, doing so much. Um... So, yeah, I still have, like, close friends and everything. They're, nothing's really changed. Yeah. Again, I think when you see me, you don't see any change either. Mm-hmm. I just feel it. Um, and I know what is going on inside me. Um, going to the doctors and stuff like that. People still kind of ask me, oh, like, why? Like, oh, I hope everything's okay. Or, oh, you know, you'll be fine. Oh, it's nothing or whatever. Um it's yeah you know so like because i i think maybe i'd be a little bit well i was like, oh, just like medication it's not mm-hmm. like you know i'm not going we're not going to go into it today mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> um there was a time when i was like newly diagnosed and um my mother-in-law was like oh I'll take this med- this tonic 
like African tonic. Um, it's good for like nerve stuff. I was like, oh yeah, great. But I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And it was funny. She sent me the the like little trailer thing, and they were talking about like the nerves have like electric current, so you know it it adds the electricity back into the. I said, yeah, no, I'm not drinking that. I don't know what it is. But I'm not drinking that. <laughs> and then when my when I told my mum, she was kind of like, no. Doesn't even make any sense. So she works at a private hospital mm-hmm. um, in London Bridge, mm-hmm. and she went to go and find the her own neurologist in the in the hospital to go mm-hmm. and double check for me to call, talk to them to tell them my symptoms mm-hmm. and them to like say okay yes or no, mm-hmm. only to find out that the neurologist in my mom's hospital and the neurologist that diagnosed me went to uni together so she's like yeah no he's he's a sensible one yeah kind of it's probably true (laughs) it's probably true sorry but um yeah it's 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 been okay i think um i think when anyone hears anything about hospital scabs or anything like that it's always like oh what's going Mm. on um but apart from that normally yeah no one really asks me anything or yeah just continue life i have got a few perks can't lie <laughs> so i've got my blue badge i've got my freedom pass those it. things help loads because obviously i'm still taking public transport um <laughs> like going into work and stuff like that um work was a bit you know hesitant really? at first yeah because i was like obviously i was newly started work newly diagnosed I nearly started medication, so I was like, I'm gonna have to take a day off, yeah, yeah, yeah. once every four weeks. Um, and he was just like, Okay, use your holiday. I was like, Huh? Was like, Are you understanding? This doesn't make this is not holiday pay. This is the disability act is there for a reason, bro. Yes, there yeah, was that as well. Um, so we turned it into a working from home day, so I was like, I'll okay. take my laptop if that's what's gonna make you feel better. Um, so yeah, that that happened, and then any other time now, if I'm, I'm tired, I'll just take the day off. I can't bother. That's listen. You have to. <laughs> you have to, because if you're not able to do your job, they'll replace you. So yeah. yeah. So I just have to look after myself. Yeah. That's, that's how I move now. Just look after mm. myself. But yeah. Um, thank you for this evening. I don't know if anyone's got any. Yeah, these workplace. My workplace. Listen. I'm sure every every time I come Where on I live, someone complains about them. <laughs> Where I am now, great. Where yeah. I was when I first got diagnosed, it was good because my manager had a friend with MS, and she kind of told me I had MS before the doctors told me. Just seeing oh, my wow. symptoms, wow! I love that woman to bits. Um, but then the second place, the second bar I worked for, they almost saw me as disposable, even though my work rate was where it needed to be. Yeah. Um, but everything happens for a reason because now that same manager, like, he comes into meetings and sees me. He's like, "Oh, is that you? I'm here. How are you doing? I'm still <laughs> capable. Obviously. More than exactly. Um, yeah, I I don't use my holiday for my my medicine days. I just use it as work working from home day. I take my laptop. And even that, depending on obviously where you work, because with me, it falls under the Disability Act. So it's 
it's a, not an annual leave day, but it's a hospital day. It's a medication day. I don't have to do anything. I choose to work in the mornings. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Okay. Oh, what is MS? MS is... Multiple sclerosis. <laughs> what does it do? It's... I don't think we really explained that. We just continued No, talking. we didn't. <laughs> yeah, um... let's explain it before you disappear. How can I put it? its easiest terms it's a disease that tries to attack your muscles via your myelin sheath we all have a myelin sheath and that's what's wrapped around our muscles when you have ms your myelin sheath is damaged and therefore sometimes your muscles also are damaged hence why people have mobility issues they have issues with their hands they have nerve damage because that's actually a thing um so, yeah. So I would, yeah, I would say it's that your immune system attacks your yeah. nervous system. Yes. So it affects your brain, your spine, your spine. and your optical nerve. Yeah. So, um, and then they all work together to form who we are. How yeah. common is it? How, how common is it generally? Okay. Um, this year, it's very common, common though. This year alone, last year alone, I've known, I think, six new people like within people that i know personally outside mm -hmm. of instagram that have mm -hmm. been diagnosed with it um so yeah it, it is quite common but sometimes i see it as a bit of a scapegoat disease because there's no cure so mm -hmm. it's almost like okay if you say they've got ms it's either to meds or not to meds kind of thing because they're my um yeah. how common is it amongst the black population I think it kind of falls like any disease really that like you can just catch it it's not i don't yeah i don't, don't know the statistics but um it's not uh it's 50 50 like it's not yeah really, it's uh, not race-based no it's not race-based at all no. um but i don't feel like us as black people talk about it as much so mm -hmm. There are black people that have it. Maybe they just haven't gone to the GP or, you know, not taking it seriously. Um, I feel like there are, have, it feels like there's been a lot more diagnosis like recently just because yeah. um, maybe technology has advanced, you know, we're able to see things a lot clearer. MRIs have got better um, and all those kind of things. And um, yeah, it's a lot more common in women than it is in men. Um, I'm not sure why, but maybe it's the the childbirth that could also be part of it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it's usually you're diagnosed in your twenties and thirties. Yeah, I was twenty seven. Yeah, it's it's a twenty, so it's not as common. Like yeah, as a mm -hmm. you know, people say it's an old Older person. person. It's not. No. Yeah, you usually get diagnosed in your twenties, thirties. Symptoms can range anything from pins and needles, as I am suffering right now, so I'm standing um, in my leg, um, to complete blindness in one eye or two yeah, eyes. Right um, brain fog. Brain fog, where you just forget stuff. I have had that. That's scary. That's what I messaged you <laughs> yesterday. I was like, the brain fog is fogging. I, I go to uni once yeah. a month. Okay. Same route yeah. every day, and I was in Waterloo Station. And I was 
genuinely lost. I did not know where I was going. I didn't understand why was I here? What was I like? I was so lost in the middle of Waterloo. And I had to like Google Maps my route again, even though I've been doing it for like six months. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going. Um, So that was scary. Um, uh, How did we both find out? Um, Terry, you can say yours. Oh, I caught the flu. Um, my body went into shutdown mode. I became paralysed from the waist down and partial paralysis in my left hand. And based on findings of an MRI that was done at a previous hospital, how I presented and my MRI results kind of just combined. And they said, Miss Brown, <laughs> yeah. you've been diagnosed literally. And I was like, okay. What next? <laughs> so, yeah. Literally, I said, what next? The mom was like, tell. It's like, yeah. yeah. But like I said, I found peace literally straight away. I was like, finally, something that makes sense. So, made sense, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I didn't, I didn't feel like it made sense. I was, well, you obviously have been suffering for like long. I was just, yeah, didn't understand. Um, pins and needles, again, same, one leg moved all the way up to my my hand then um a weird clinical isolation I can't remember what he called it but basically I fell down and I went to the nurse and she was like oh no it's nothing I was like I just I fell down sis like I had a full-on seizure I couldn't stop my arm from moving I fell down um and then I had the lehemets when basically you're your, you move your neck down and then you get like a shock down your mm-hmm. spine all the way to your feet um, and got to see a neurologist and he was like yeah let's just do an MRI to be safe and he called me out of the blue and said oh yeah here's your scans there's lots of dots everywhere on your brain on your spine it's everywhere so someone said they got diagnosed last year it took like three years to get diagnosed yeah, it's not easy. It's not a one job fits all. I think that's the that's why I always tell people to just keep going back to your GP. Listen, you pay your taxes. You pay your taxes. Go back to your GP time and time again until you and get And don't get scam. fobbed off. Don't get fobbed off either because yeah. the difference between them and us is we're actually living it whereas they're reading yeah. it and they're learning it. Like, yeah. This is our life. This is our day-to-day. Even prior to diagnosis especially like if the symptoms start early and stuff like that but yeah yeah kind of stand your ground advocate for yourself because it's important it really as you would your child do it for yourself yeah literally <laughs> advocate for yourself because once they know you have a voice it's a lot less easier to kind of fob you off yeah 100 100 um because again it, it does a lot of symptoms overlap and they are the same thing there's Mm -hmm. that um i think you posted her today i can't remember what her name is on instagram nmo shakita nmo nmo yes i don't know if you're still in here i did see you in here yeah a lot of the a lot of her symptoms are very similar to ms Mm -hmm. so like it was just like what this are you guys sure that she's got this is not that like how does he, mm-hmm. how do you even know like it being and that's a rare disease so 
you know, so many things can be misdiagnosed. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's a prayer going out there that I'm going to be misdiagnosed as well. Unless someone be like, oh, I wish you, it. <laughs> you didn't have that. <laughs> we do. But imagine, I'll be misdiagnosed and I've been taking medication for like X amount of years. Nah, you better give me that diagnosis back. I have not suffered for so long. <laughs> Like, what would it be doing to my body if I didn't have it? No, no, no. It's not, no. Yeah, even the thought. Yeah, yeah. It just, it'll be like mourning all over again. Imagine, like, you've mourned the loss of this cat and all, the, all of a sudden you see the cat walking down the street. It's like, huh? That make no sense. I cried for you. Exactly. You, you was on your last life. Why are you still here? <laughs> Why are you still here? Yeah, no. Because again, I wouldn't ever feel like I could get my like old life back because I've already made this new life. It'll be having to make a whole new life again um, with all this hope and I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I hope those are the last questions. If there's any more questions, I know um, Terry's DMs are open. So obviously slide into your dms if you have any more questions if you do want someone to talk to um as someone with ms and you know obviously talks with ms she does have that um chat line that you can communicate if you are newly or you know diagnosed but just want a community um i'm sure you're going to be doing a lot more in the community as well you are a really good advocate really great person to um have met um as are you as are you oh, better you. together than alone so <laughs> definitely definitely um there's so many there's so many um great people that i've been meeting as well so hopefully that we could just all come together meet up one day mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff all that kind of good stuff um but thank you guys for sticking with us in this live um tomorrow we have a walk in east london um the flyers on the page and obviously come out thank you guys for staying with us um come out for the walk with new mamas and um jess will be organizing that facilitating the walk um is there any more events this week i don't believe so we do have a mumpreneur event coming so definitely watch this space um we are doing live meetups again soon we should be doing our online zoom i just need the time to do it um but again (laughs) definitely check in on our page um for any new events that we're doing um any last words terry any advice for someone that's newly diagnosed or a mum that doesn't have to navigate with her children um just keep going like it's always there's always going to be stumbling blocks there's always going to be hiccups but just keep going the strength is in continuing um and you'll never know that strength until you continue so keep going keep pushing you're amazing you're great and yeah that's it. yeah <laughs> definitely definitely and find your tribe you're not alone and it's it's weird because you think that oh, i'm the only person that's going through this um even to like think of I don't know if you thought about having another child yeah. now with this diagnosis, diagnosis it kind of throws everything into the wind like would you have another child 100%. or would you not yeah um, is it even possible is it even worth it it's am possible I being, 
I know it's, yeah, it's definitely it's possible. possible. But um, one thing I found out the other day was that you can actually go until your 34th week mm-hmm. with your continued, well, it goes to six weeks instead of every mm-hmm. four weeks with your Tysabri infusion. And then you stop. Mm-hmm. And then up to four weeks after baby's born, you need to get your fix in. So yeah. it's definitely something. And that's why I chose Tysabri because it, um, it doesn't affect that side of things that you can still reproduce and everything be okay. So it's definitely something I would think of. The only thing that stops me is maybe the age gap that it would be (laughs) between them, but it's definitely something that's in the thoughts. Okay, so a night in shine mama just needs to hurry up now. So guys, we ain't got long to wait because we need to be on the yacht in Dubai soon, okay? So yeah. let's hurry up if you want to. <laughs> and I'm getting on mid-30s this year. Like, gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I think even for me, it's like I've got one of each. Mm-hmm. Do I really need to go again? Do I really need to put like, my body through that stress? It will just be being selfish at this point, you know? I don't know <laughs> if once I say, oh, I'm ready, like whether my body wouldn't feel ready i don't know i just feel like it'd just be too much mm. if god says so then yes but for me right now mm-hmm. i'm like nah i'm good i think there was a reason why i had to at the time that i did yeah. and the reason why the symptoms started when they did mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so um i think nah i'm good but then <laughs> that is definitely something obviously as just as a woman like you do think yeah. of you know now my pregnancy was high risk before that like now okay. it's even going to be higher risk like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's stress um my medication i actually take it every six weeks no i'm every four weeks hmm. i did I do maybe... six weeks i think i did six weeks three times and hmm. then i was like this isn't working for me it's not working. literally yeah i said by the time I get to my fifth week, I was just like, I can't do this. I need help. Mm. <laughs> but, but again, if I didn't speak up, because it's all well and good them saying no, but because of the pandemic and da-da-da, okay, fine. Yeah. But what about yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. I hear the pandemic in it. I see the pandemic. I'm living through the pandemic. However, me, it's not working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just had to kind of be stern on them enough times for them to kind of be like okay terry we've heard you oh perfect and yeah, yeah so i'm back to my 28 days now yeah because i did the first year mm-hmm. but at the beginning it was six weeks because of mm-hmm. the pandemic then mm-hmm. they said oh no your first year you have to do every four weeks yeah and then i've done the full I've done the whole year and then now i can go down to six weeks mm-hmm. and then rather than a one hour flush is a 30 minute flush yeah um which is great perfect so yeah that's that's me um i did actually have a 10 week gap between one i thought i was gonna die (laughs) i was was so worried yeah because what happens was obviously the six weeks yeah then um i missed it because i had a work function so Mm -hmm. i changed it the week after Uh And then the weekend of the week, I got mm-hmm. COVID. So then it was Christmas holiday. Oh, so God. obviously everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had to wait when I came back after Christmas holiday and then like New Year's and all that kind of stuff. Then I had to get it after. So by that time, it was like four weeks later. 
Yeah, I thought I was gonna die. To be fair, nothing was really happening with me. Yeah, I feel like it was a psychological kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh my gosh, like this thing is not happening. When are you gonna get it? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, trying not to do that again, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it was just yeah, circumstances just it just messed everything up. Just missing it by that one week, just Mm. everything everything else. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, guys, we'll be here forever if we can. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, um, guys. Obviously, watch the replay if you missed anything, um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.